Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Um, so we gather to uh, practice uh, meditation. <laughs> did, did you know? <laughs> were, you, were you aware of what you were getting into? <laughs> yes, you were. Um, and, um, well, we'll see how it unfolds, but uh, today I had in mind to... Um, to practice maybe more than, um, you know, usually we sit and then there's a long, never-ending talk. <laughs> no, I'm joking. And, uh, <laughs> and then we sit a little bit again. But today I thought maybe we should, we could, uh, maybe instead of two practices, do, do four practices. And so uh, make it a, um, a, a practice day, let's say, like this. And you'll see how you uh, feel about it and... Um, and um, touch on uh, different practices uh, of um, mindfulness. And maybe the first uh, practice that we could do um, uh, would be um, more like uh, one-pointed. So maybe today we'll explore partly this, like uh, a practice that is one-pointed uh, as opposed to, uh, and also practices that are more, more kind of uh, open practices and we'll define this in action. And so the one uh, point that I'm thinking of here uh, for the first um, practice is uh, mindfulness of the breath. Uh, so very uh, classic uh, practice of meditation where not on, only are we in the present, like uh, the field of our awareness is, is uh, really interested in what's happening presently here, uh, but also we focus even more to um, almost, uh, we could say, take refuge in the experience of the breath in order to calm the mental formations, in order to calm the heart, uh, psyche, world of emotions, and in order to calm even the, the, the body itself. And so there's a kind of a gathering. That's what uh, we do in this practice. We gather, uh, uh, you know, the mind that could be uh, easily um, either agitated or scattered. We uh, very gently, um, uh, patiently gather the kind of energies of the mind, factors of the mind towards one uh, event, we could say, which is the breath. And so... Uh, Yeah, and it's uh, and we'll see what it does. But um, to me, kind of uh, one um, almost uh, understanding that I get from this is, uh, I tend to think I don't know how it is for you, but I tend tend to think easily that I sh I have to be faithful to all my troubles and <laughs> all the things that are not going so well in my life or that needs to be taken care of or 
that I need to be faithful to the story of what's happening this week and in the le- rest of my life, and I should always be attending to this in some forms, you know, of things to do. And, and so there's a, something radical about this practice is that we completely uh, renounce, abandon all these constructions, and we discover maybe that it's actually totally okay to not attend to things and story and the story of I... And uh, there can be something very beautiful in that. So it's a, almost like we're invited in another region of the psyche, you know, not the kind of problem-solving area of the mind, but another one, the one that uh, um, relaxes, uh, stays. Uh, it's extremely simple. Huh? We move away from complications <coughs> of the world. We make the world extremely simple, primary, just a body breathing. And uh, what it might do is uh, it might reveal our um, addictions to thinking, to foreseeing, speculating, analyzing. And so we might discover that we're a little hooked on these or somehow we think that it's the way to resolve the problems, you know, to actually think ab- about everything. And so we'll try this other way. Maybe there's a leap of faith needed in there, you know, where our belief system says, no, but you should really take the time to figuring, figure out dinner or the rest of your life. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And we say, no, thank you, my love, thank you, we're, we're going another way now. Okay? Let's try it together. So we're uh, <coughs> finding a posture that can work for us. We're not stuck in the posture, but we do want to uh, be able to choose stillness, to offer stillness to ourselves, stillness of the body. And it's a relative stillness because the body is still very much alive. Huh? The environment is also alive. And so there are sounds coming. And we allow these to happen. We free the environment to be just uh, as it is. And we discover that there's a body uh, sitting here. We become uh, aware of this, sensitive to that. The body's been used maybe as a tool during the day. Often when we stop at it, we might be judgmental. This time we just recognize that it's there alive. Sensitive to warmth, or coolness, to touch. <coughs> Sensitive to movement. We can feel 
the body breathing, maybe. It was breathing before we even became aware of the breath. So it means we don't have to uh, do anything about the breath. It's happening on its own. might feel the body that is breathing, the breath in a general way, or we might maybe feel it particularly around the belly, being aware of the movements of the belly. And we let the movement be natural. Sometimes there's a bigger in-breaths or shorter ones. It's possible that uh, for us it's uh, more felt in the chest area, the expansions and contractions of the chest or the sensations inside the lungs when there's the exchange of uh, air. For some of us, the sensations of breathing are felt... uh, more around the nostrils and the upper lip with the slight either freshness or slight pushing of the air against the skin as it comes in. Or maybe warmer, more subtle as it comes out. gathering the scattered mind around the breath. Maybe we just try to see if we can be aware that uh, there's an in-breath happening or an out-breath. Just that level of discernment. Clarity, being lucid about this. In breath. Out breath. We know which uh, part of the cycle is being experienced.
we can use if we want to mental note in out to help us uh, recognize and feel During the out-breath, at one point we become really clear, aware, awake to the fact that this is an out-breath. At one point during the in-breath, we also become really very clear. We know this is an in-breath. trying to establish that level of consciousness, of mindfulness. Just enough awareness to know this is an in-breath or an out-breath. we can bring a little bit more uh, fullness to our mindfulness and start to feel this particular in-breath, this particular out-breath. It's an ephemeral event, only one like this in the whole story of the universe. This in-breath. Particularly present for this ephemeral event. This particular experience. It's not just an in-breath or an out-breath, but this one. 
we're meeting each in-breath or out-breath personally, tending particularly to the one present before it disappears. If you want to come a little closer even to the breath, I invite you to become aware of the birth of the in-breath and to accompany it uh, during its whole life of the in-breath until it uh, dies or vanishes or is transformed into an out-breath. So not abandoning the breath Letting the attention uh, marry the breath, embrace the breath. So the whole rising of the abdomen, from its birth of the rising until its peak. And discovering if there's a pause there, becoming sensitive to the transformation of one part of the cycle <coughs> into the other. might be felt in the chest or in the nostril, nostrils. Is it possible to be there for the whole birth, life, and death of an in-breath, of an out-breath. The attention is generous. Nothing is kept for something else. The whole of the attention is given. cycle of breath.
last uh, part of the practice on the breath here, maybe we can become aware of the intention. Attention is given to the breath to calm the whole body, the mind and the heart, to refine the attention, to gather it. So we're aware of the intention to calm the heart, to calm the body, to calm the mind. breath if we want we can think calming calm calming the whole system So very classic uh, kind of practice to um, gather the scattered mind, uh, calm the agitated mind, uh, bring actually all the factors, all the power of the mind together. And uh, so when we do this, um, you know, it can, as I was saying, reveal how the mind is scattered and... uh, so there's an aspect of training in there uh, training um, so it's, it's not instant meditation <laughs> it's, uh, there might be uh, some, some need of uh, investment in this inviting the mind again we don't want to force if we force we're going to get uh, you know, tired and exhausted and doubt will come in and all kinds of things no, not force nor abandon 
So it's very kind of delicate work to stay there, stay there, wherever it feels, uh, you know, more resonant or interesting. Uh, and there's something, it's definitely in the, in the teaching there, and you, you might have felt this now or at different point. When the mind is gathered around uh, one simple thing like this, like the breath, there's, um, there can be an, ex- an experience that comes, uh, an experience of seclusion. So the mind is protected. It becomes protected from wanting something else, not wanting what is there, doubt, agitation. Um, lack of energy, you know, because there's uh, something we say, the mind, can you really connect to the breath and stay there? And there might, there's a way there where there's no leakage in opinion, preferences, and so the energy is gathered. And so this can become a kind of a field of of, um, contentment in there. Something can appear as lovely, very kind of simple and lovely. I don't have to attend to all the diversity of things in the world, you know. I, there's just the encounter with the breath there. It becomes a very simple uh, renunciation, and then contentment can arise. And suddenly, uh, I find this particularly informative, because when the, this happens, it uh, for me, what I see is uh, how it shakes my uh, views I have about things, when I think something is so important and I have to fix something and I have to attend to something and I really give my full heart to this and suddenly that thing disappears for a little while here it might be just for a few seconds or a few minutes or more it shows me how this was just an angle a way to perceive life when I thought it was solid life was only this that is coming next week and you know whatever or I'm a failure I've always and suddenly there's just the breath and all this falls apart. It shows me how it's a construction of mind, you know, that I tend to cling to, to stay stuck with. But in uh, abandoning uh, kind of the dedication to, you know, the obsessions of mind or compulsive mind or habitual mind, I can discover there's another way to be. And it's saying... I'm not saying that we should only be with the breath all day long, all the time. You know, there's things we need to attend to. But it can, uh, we can actually discover a place of refreshment where, yes, I'll attend to this and that, but now I'll just gather the energy of the mind. And the sense that I've, from what I read in the teachings, what I've heard from my teachers, what I've seen with other practitioners, is that... Um, there's a way that we can go and balance the heart and mind, the whole system. So then we can return to life more balanced, maybe with more creativity, more energy, less uh, leaking in uh, agitation, you know, more like, let's attend to this now. You know, something is gathered, the energy of the mind is gathered. Anything about this practice that you want to report, challenges, joys, um, Questions. I really like it. You really I like really it? I really like it because I have so many. Oh, should I do that? Should I pay attention to this? So, uh, what about sounds? And I spend half the time sitting here. I'm kind of, what should I be doing? Yeah. And this time it's just my breath. Yeah. Et voilà. And, uh, <laughs> And so anything that else that came up, it was just 
no, no, come on back. Yeah. That's all simple. Very simple. Simplicity. Ah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Good. Okay. And uh, we also know that it can be very challenging because the mind, you know, can... Uh, produce doubt and self-evaluation and or want to make it feel like this or like that you know so it's uh, also the breath is this classic uh, object because um, well it's free you know, and it's kind of a basic requirement for being alive so we know everybody has got it <laughs> you know it's not this fancy thing you need to get before you can meditate you know it's there Uh, for most of us, it's neutral. Huh? It's not very charged. I love my breath. I hate my breath. You know, it's. Uh, but for some of us, it is actually charged. You know, like coming close to it might be uncomfortable. So then it would mean it's not probably a suited object of meditation, something to put one's attention on. Uh, uh, and I, I would imagine here there's a few of us which don't feel it's too... Uh, kind of it brings a almost claustrophobia, it's too confronting, too close, to too intimate. And so in this way, uh, we could easily do the same exercise we've done, the same practice with hearing, which feels less close to the body or inside. So just hearing could become a, an anchor for attention in this way. Yes, I really liked it. I just want to say, I like the... Uh became large and became <coughs> yeah. clear and uh, to really each breath is special like it's, it's yeah. not special but it's it's on its Unique. own so it really clar the clarity and discernment that you, yeah. you cultivate in us I really like that the, I have a one question yeah and how do you not control it's hard mm -hmm. not to control Like, um, When you put attention on the yes, breath, yes, suddenly this. Yes, because then you really like mm -hmm. you want to you pay attention, so it tends to stay there. <laughs> so how do you not control? Uh -huh. Or is it okay? It's not that I control, but you look at it and then you realize it alters the experience. Yeah, it alters also the breath. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I mean, so as we're doing this, it's also we can talk about this as a portal and eh? like so coming to the breath is coming to the emotions coming close to the beliefs we have all this is revealed in the breath and so the attitudes of mind so as i come to the breath maybe the kind of belief that i sh it should be better or it should be like these things get in the way they hinder the experience and in the practice of mindfulness we're we're not judgmental you know so oh here it is as i put attention on the breath It becomes a little complex and a little controlled and tight. This is how it is right now, you know. So we don't try to for, like let go, let go, let the breath. You know, <laughs> like there's no coaching in this way. It's just oh, it's it's a little tight, it's a little controlled. There's no, it's not easeful now that the intention is there. It's a little, uh, and so so one first step would be to accept that is this is the quality of the breath now in this moment when you bring attention it means it'll be controlled a little bit. And at another point, you might see that it's not, you know. And so one way to do it would be to not say, I'm going to practice with the breath, like we did here. We were very, uh, this is what we're doing. You know, but it could be more an open awareness, like we're going to do later and we've done here before, is we're just available to what's happening to know. So it might be a sound that is known. And a breath might be known. So in this way, it's a little loose. I'm not stuck there. So with control, it's just different impressions. 
And in this way, there might be a little less control of the breath because it's just one of the several impressions. Do you follow? Yeah. Or if you feel it's controlled, you could decide to go somewhere else in sounds, hearing, and then come back. And by doing that kind of balance like this, maybe the, um, you learn, uh, the, the stem will learn how to not try to control the breath. So these are a few ways. And about like the kind of zooming in like this, this is uh, based on a, a practice that Joseph, my teacher, teaches, which is based on the Buddha's teaching around anapanasati, awareness of the breath. So in a way, there was four steps in what I, I, I led here. I didn't say four steps, but the first is to know that there is an in-breath or an out-breath. So we're not very demanding on us in terms of mindfulness. Honey, can you just know that it's an in-breath and out-breath? That's just what I'm asking from you. And so the mind's like, okay, well, I think I can do that. You know, in, out, in, out. And then we say, okay, now that we've trained this and we're here and it's sustained, you know, let's come a little closer. Can we feel this one? And then, oh, interest might arise. Oh, this one, it's unique. Let me feel it. And then, okay, we're a little closer. Could we not abandon it? Third step, follow it all along. And then when we're really uh, uh, embracing it, staying with it, now let's become aware that we're actually doing this to calm the whole system. One, two, three, four. Okay. So now we could try um, another kind of uh, directed <coughs> practice where there's one object of meditation. This time was the breath, and now it could be... Uh, Another, the other classic object of meditation. So the first one, the breath was physical. The second one, the object of meditation is, uh, is not so much physical. It's more of an intention or an attitude of mind or state of mind or quality of mind that becomes the central uh, point. And the, uh, this um, quality of mind is, um, is metta, uh, benevolence. And so that's a very classic, one of the 40 objects uh, to develop concentration. And so we'll be developing two things at, the, at, at one, maybe other things, but certainly two main things here as we're doing this, is we're going to be cultivating uh, kindness, well-wishing, which is good for us. It's a protection for human beings uh, to actually have, uh, it's an inner protection when, uh, when there is uh, goodwill, uh, benevolence inside oneself, the day is going to be a little, go a little better for us. You know, we don't have control over what's going to happen, but if it's met with uh, some kind of, you know, friendliness or uh, or um, benevolence or uh, goodwill, yeah, all these, uh, it's really helpful. It's helpful for us, helpful for others, and at the same time, we're going to practice gathering the mind using that particular way of uh, practicing uh, met uh, meta-benevolence. Um, yeah, so again, meta-benevolence, it's, um, it's a slight little thing that is um, kind of flickering in us, I think. Check it out, is that true for you? You know, sometimes we have uh, goodwill and sometimes we have ill will. Is that true also? for you <laughs> you don't have to answer vocally <laughs> but uh, and for many of us it's actually unstable you know 
there's benevolence until there isn't anymore. <laughs> Something happened, it just went out the window, you know, it's a little shaky. And so, uh, and that quality being uh, helpful, it's just uh, kind of a basic wish. It almost, there's almost too many words when I say this, because it's so, in a way, uh, it's, it can be extremely light, transparent. We can even have it and not be aware that it's there. And so, you know, the benevolent, uh, goodwill is a kind of basic wish that things go well, you know, a willingness for things to go well. And so uh, this is a really, really good, powerful attitude of mind. Uh, as you know, it's very, very present in the teachings. And so here we tend towards this. We don't force this. It's All these are explorations. Huh? They have an aspect maybe of playfulness with this. It's not so serious. It's just we're playing a little bit with our own mind, trying to bend it in a certain direction. Okay, so you can, uh, if you want, stand for a few uh, minutes at the beginning, if you want to practice in this way. Or if you lay down, you have to remember that we're practicing being awake. That's the challenge with uh, lying down. Because uh, it can get very uh, kind of comfortable, or the body kinds of seems to get the message uh, it's time to sleep so it's challenging if you lay down you might decide to keep your eyes open or um, bring the hands up and leave the um, elbows on the ground but uh, bring the hands up so there's something that has uh, wakefulness in it the hands and arms Yeah, that's another term that is used. I often don't use use it for no good reason. It's a perfect word. <laughs> uh, yeah, loving kindness, all in the same bag. So eyes can be closed or open as you want. And uh, I invite you to feel the body and its posture. So not the body as a tool, not the body as an image, something we would wish otherwise, but the body as something alive, sensitive, deserving of uh, care and tenderness. It's alive, we're noticing it. It's alive with pulsing, beating, pulsating, uh, tingling, sensitive to vibrations, to temperature, sensitive in so many ways, internally sensitive. So appreciating the body, showing goodwill towards this uh, experience of being incarnated. There's not only a body, there's also a mind-heart in there. A particular kind of sensitivity to images, to meaning, ideas, 
states of mind, attitudes of mind, great inner sensitivity. So the life uh, happening in us, maybe we can recognize that there's a wish for well-being. No? That's why we came here. There is alive in us a wish for safety, for well-being, maybe freedom, inner freedom, clarity, joy, calm. So this wish for well-being is beautiful. It's healthy. We can recognize maybe that it's there. And you might think of uh, also somebody maybe you know is in your life, a friend, family member, Someone, the first person that comes to mind. Maybe we can realize, become aware that um, this person, also we want uh, them to be uh, safe and well. We want that life, that life expression, that unique <coughs> intelligence, sensitivity, We want it to be uh, healthy. And so, keeping the person in mind, if you want to, could offer maybe two or three wishes, uh, very simple wishes. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you experience joy. And so to gather the mind, to collect the mind, we're just going to keep this person in mind for a few minutes and repeat two or three expressions of loving-kindness. <coughs> Gathering the mind around the wishing well for this person, may you be happy, may you be healthy, experience joy.
you forget what you're doing it's okay no judgments here just uh, we're factual oh, lust gone in habitual mind start over again bring the image of the person or think about the person in your own way and if you want bring these two or three phrases gather and collect our own minds and hearts. can stay with this person if you want maybe somebody else comes to mind that you would like to offer some very simple wishes of well-being continue gathering the mind in a very simple beautiful way Again, you can stay with this person, but if there is somebody uh, that you would like to bring in, maybe somebody, uh, just if you want, with whom you're having some difficulties, you would like to uh, wish well to, just to take a little break from the annoyance, the resentment. It's an exploration, just if you want. Somebody comes to mind. You 
can uh, say the same sentences. Although you get on my nerves these days, I wish you well. May you be happy. If you want, you could uh, bring uh, the same wishes to yourself using uh, I or even you if you want. May you, may I be happy, healthy. May I experience uh, joy and well-being. of us in this room and all of us in this city and all of us on this planet may we all experience uh, joy and ease and happiness and health 
May we all be uh, safe and protected. No one excluded. There's a lot of um, it's different practices, but there, there's a lot of similarities between the two. And um, there can be uh, also in the metta, the, the practice of living kindness, this, uh, in this simplicity, this renunciation. So we renounce thinking about a hundred things. Huh? We gather the mind around one theme. It's a lovely one. It's a healthy one. Uh, the wishes of well-being. It's very, very simple. And in that, there can be um, some gathering of the mind, so non-leakage, I would say, of energy. So a gathering of energy. And uh, in that, we, could, we can feel some, uh, you know, contentment. And uh, um, it, could be sh- it could show us brightness or lightness or uh, joy. Or, so uh, these are ways to... Um, create these um, inner resources. Huh? So that's what we're talking about. Huh? In a world that is changing, uncontrollable, uh, to have inner uh, resources like this, such as calm, uh, kind of a faithfulness to the inner experience, um, benevolence. I was talking to a, a young person a couple of days ago we were having a conversation about life, and uh, suddenly in the conversation this uh, uh, he brought this question that was uh, surprising to me. Uh, it was really, really felt. You know, there was a silent, like a thinking silence, and said, "Pascal." The question was something like, "Pascal, what is worth being stabilized?" You know, like, uh, "What is worth?" Uh, and I don't know. It might have been a very wide question about, like, "What should I? What should one a human being organize and make stable in their life?" You know, like, I don't know if income was one <laughs> but what came to me was really two things I was like I think it's worth stabilizing uh, loving kindness in oneself you know so there can be loving kindness in this meeting of you and I and if later you were to walk on the street and you would be accompanied by loving kindness or you know of benevolence or goodwill you know and then when you meet something that is unpleasing or not what you expected if there could be uh, if this was reliable you know this would be worth stabilizing. You know. And I said, and I think curiosity would be the other thing that I would uh, suggest worth investing on, and developing, cultivating, to have access to being curious. This is not happening as I wanted. Oh, this is surprising. This is beautiful. This is hard. How is this? Anyway. I was very surprised, but I, I, I thought the question was a deep one, very a lot of depth from the qu- questioner. Anything to report uh, around the meta practice? Uh, I did it uh, yesterday in a, with another group, and uh, there was two people who wanted to share that they really enjoyed doing the annoying person. <laughs> <laughs> 
once said I was surprised that it was that easy and I was really willing to do it, you know, like I had energy for it. And the other person was saying, I noticed that it was actually good for me to do it because it's hard to, you know, keep uh, being mean internally to somebody or, you know, uh, having a grudge or to actually take a little break, you know, to kind of coming from another angle. That's how I see it, you know, like it's, you said that, you did that, and then let's come from another angle. Oh, you're a sensitive being who want to be happy. You are exposed, if I can say, to displeasure, to uncertainty, to death, to, you know, to all the troubles inside one psyche. You know, it's not easy being a human being. So taking another angle, knowing that we can come back <laughs> if we want to, to our position. <laughs> I like to think that when I do this, I do this secretly. I'm not going to tell them. I'm certainly not going to tell them. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to wish, wish them well. <laughs> Yeah. Because it's almost like uh, not forgiving the person, but it's the same kind of mechanism that you just let it go. And maybe it doesn't matter that much in comparison to the positive. Yeah. Another thing I felt, you were talking about energy. So when I was um, directing something more loving, more, when I felt it stronger emotion, I felt that. I could feel I was breathing a bit faster, and I had a lot of energy or strength in my chest, like from that, uh, uh-huh. from that emotion. So it's really, it's really physical, really also. <laughs> yeah, there's many ways that it can show. Huh? It can be very like spacious and loving and lofty. Is that the word? Or it can be charred, like uh, intense. Or it could be very, very, very simple. Most of the time, for me, it's extremely almost ordinary, like, you know, like it, there's no big picture f- f- features to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, oh, I love everyone. It's, um, you know, I, I, and I like the, the very simple version, you know, like, may you be happy. It's very kind of, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, so it can show up in so many different ways. Yeah. So I, I have two more practices in mind. Um, and they're, they're kind of, in a way, building up. We could see it like this, you know. So we're gathering the mind. We're continuing to gather the mind, but we add uh, benevolence. Um, and now, um, in a way, um, uh, that's a lot how we practice uh, here when I come. Um, I'd like to suggest um, an open awareness. So we're not like this. It's not like one-pointed in this way. But there is a point of gathering which is present time. Huh? But we open the field of the experience so different things, different phenomena, different experiences can be known from one moment to the next. So I don't have to stay with the breath or stay with the wishes. I can open. And uh, one moment, you know, what could be felt is the body sitting and then the sound appears, it's known. You know? So you know, I think you know this, you might know all these practices. Uh, but you know there's no end to this 
<laughs> it's not like, oh yeah, I've done this before. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, I've breathed before. <laughs> I'm done with breathing. <laughs> so uh, we'll try this, and that'll be the step for the next uh, the practice that will follow after. So I, and, you know, change the posture if it's uh, uh, good for you to do so. Um, all these practices, never forcing, never abandoning. So there's a kind of a, an intention, a clarity. We know what we're practicing, but we're not imposing it. We're tending towards, we're inviting, we're curious about, we're exploring. And there's a body sitting. Always goes good to wake up to that experience or standing. And we gather here around present time, but around what's happening here, so we are abandoning what could happen, should have happened, might happen, did happen, did it happen. All these we let go of. There's only here a body and a heart-mind. Sensitive here now. And we could think that we're going here by impressions. Sound impression, arising, being experienced, disappearing. And different uh, sensory experience might arise at different times, and they come to the foreground and they take attention, stand out. We let them be known. They might be a a big charge, or they might be subtle. Impressions from the breath. from the silence of the space. A sudden impression of me. It lasts a little while. Something else will come to the foreground. You might uh, discover agitation or calm and let that be known.
we feel we get lost or nothing stands out, we can come to kind of a home base or anchor. could be the breath or hearing. That could be the base of our attention. Sometimes there's a comment, maybe, or a want, a preference, an opinion that might arise. We don't give them too much importance. We don't follow, depart with, we just n- notice the arising of a thought, an image. looking for something, not demanding. Just encountering life's impressions as they unfold, as they pass by, as they appear. At some point, what might uh, stand out is awareness itself, the listening itself, the being attentive itself, the quiet listening. It's another event, something that is happening, can be known.
Tzitzis, maybe if there is a benevolence in there, goodwill. Sometimes it's called just non-hatred. invite you for the last uh, last uh, minute here to do this with eyes open if you want just to see if there can be the practice of open awareness uh, with eyes open so it's knowing where attention is what is being known being conscious of what is being experienced. Is it a sound? Is it a sensation? Or a quality of mind that is present? This practice, I think, as you all know, is one that um, can be really uh, helpful if integrated in our life, you know, as a, we walk somewhere, oh, buddy walking, beauty, I don't know, a tree blooming, whatever. Ah, that experience is taken in knowingly. Huh? It's not uh, unknowingly, it's conscious, conscious of walking, conscious of receiving beauty, Suddenly an uh, idea crosses the mind, conscious an idea crosses the mind, the heart sinks, uh, discouraged for a moment, uh, aware of it, not just uh, unconscious of all these uh, phenomena, but aware of what's happening, interested, curious, friendly, uh, or tender with all this. That's a beautiful way uh, to live. Mm -hmm. 
the last uh, exercise I'd like to um, <coughs> to um, suggest is uh, called Vipassana out loud. And so this is practicing with somebody else. It's extremely uh, simple, but it might um, it might uh, bring uh, stuff for us, may highlight different things. And so the way we do this, and you'll be able to participate if you want or not, as as you want. I encourage you to try it. Um, uh, so we'll, uh, those of uh, of us who wants to do it, will find a partner. I'll make sure everybody who wants to do it has a partner. And um, let's say we agree to do this together, just as an example, because it's the best way to, for me to do this, <coughs> to demonstrate. So we'll, we'll come uh, at the right distance, probably we would be a little closer. You can stay there just for the demonstration, but, uh, um, so you, you'll come closer to the person, the right uh, distance. And uh, we'll choose who will start uh, the meditation. And so let's say we agree, I'll start. <laughs> You're a good partner. <laughs> um, and so you'll, you have nothing to do in the first part. Just you'll be probably practicing uh, mindfulness. You know, that would be the, uh, the, the way. And uh, from the bell to the bell, I'll be just um, naming uh, the sensory uh, impressions that I'm receiving as I'm uh, sitting here. So the bell will start. Bell. And then... Um, I'll demonstrate here. So aware of breath, aware of seeing, aware of breath, aware of hearing, aware of um, uh, fingers, uh, right uh, hand fingers touching, sense of space, sense of uh, ease, something pleasant. In the, f- in the fingers, almost joyful, breathing, hearing, aware of the space, hearing. Hearing, aware of... Um, so I'm staying at the five uh, senses, but if you want, you could bring the sixth sense, the inner experience just if you want, if it feels uh, like you want to share this. So there is, you know, the now there is um, some kind of neutral ease, I would say. You know. But if there was, you know, self-consciousness, I could say, oh, very self-conscious, feel like I should be more entertaining, <laughs> you know. It's not what's there, but it, if it is, it could be, you know. Uh, aware of joy because of your laughter. And at some point, you're saved by the bell. (laughs) And we stop, and then I'll invite us to just take a moment, and we'll exchange role. Then I would uh, just be there. As I'm listening or sharing, my eyes can be open or closed. I can look uh, down as I'm meditating and sharing the meditation. I could look up, or as I'm listening, I could do the same thing. So there's no, like... uh, locked eyes, you know, it's, it's not, this is not the exercise, I could close the eyes a moment and just open the eyes just to see what's happening as I'm hearing the other person. Questions? Just can you say more about the other person? Which other one? The one who's listening, oh. not listening, or yeah. meditating, or... 
Yeah, so we're both uh, practicing uh, together, but I don't want to give too much instruction. The only instruction would be to not say one word. And then we'll see what happens to this other person. Could that work? The second person has their eyes <coughs> open or closed or whichever? The second person <coughs> is also the one listening? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have to agree on who's the other. <laughs> is the other the one talking? <laughs> the the <other> second. <laughs> so the second person eyes whatever they want. Okay. And the third person? <laughs> <laughs> Good. And, uh, if, and uh, so I'll mention some things that I'm not doing, like uh, some things that I didn't do in the exercise that I also don't want you to do. Is, uh, so I'm not here saying, I really love this exercise. I've done it many times before. And uh, actually, the other teacher teaches it much better than Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> so not about past, huh? or fu- oh, I'll, I'll do this with my kids. You know? it's, not about, it's not about this. It's about what's happening here. You know, or something else like, it, uh, as we're sitting here, you know, in life, people, you know, <laughs> so it's not about people. No, no, but I'm, I mean, they're really, uh, I'd say these, not for no reason, <laughs> you know, because it could be easily. And so it's a little bit unusual because often when we're with somebody else like this, we'll, um, in a social way, we'll talk about something that is not here. You know, I've seen a movie, isn't it beautiful outside, you know, <laughs> like, and here we're talking about uh, what's happening here, it's just a little close to home. Why I'd like to do this also, because it might be a field of the benevolence that we've been practicing. Also, when we do this, sometimes we become really self-conscious. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the worst, uh, I'm not going to be enough, or something like this. And I think it can bring a little intensity that is good to go through just to see if we'll survive, you know, and see if we can actually uh, be able to feel the heart beating and the jaw jamming, (laughs) if that's what's happening, you know. Um, If it feels like it might be too much for us, it's totally okay to not do it. So here, because we're practicing um, mindfulness, uh, what we're developing, what we want to develop in mindfulness is integrity saying, hey, honey, do you want to do it or not? You know, because they could easily feel, even though I'm saying you don't have to, you might feel social pressure, you know, because we've been conditioned in this way. And so here we might notice, how does it feel? Do I want to do it or not? I actually don't want to do it, but I'll do it because there's a spirit of investigation or, and I won't do it because, um, you know, there's compassion or something. So um, if you want to do the exercise... I'll invite you to find somebody. Please find somebody on the same level. Uh, chair, chair, maybe cushion, cushion. And uh, I'll make sure uh, everyone who wants to do the exercise has a partner. Is there somebody who wants to do the exercise who doesn't have a partner? If you don't, raise your hand. It'll be easy for me to identify. So, ah, here's two of you. Okay. So my sense is that it's there's somebody who wants a partner. So we're all good. Great. So find a sitting uh, posture. And you can, if you want, just exchange name and maybe decide who will start between you two.
and come to silence. Once you've uh, decided this, you might want to close the eyes for a moment. And so we'll start from uh, silence. Okay. So maybe you could, if you want, close the eyes and just feel what uh, what's felt there. There might be something activated in yourself. Or there might be quietness. We're just noticing what's there. So in a moment I'll ring the bell. So is there is there a question? Something is not clear? Is it? Yeah, sensory awareness. What impressions are coming to you in the moment, very simply, of what's, uh, what's happening? Good? Great. Um, you said uh, you would ring the bell to stop. Yeah, and also to start. Then you said you pause, but you're, are you going to ring it again? To start? Oh, like follow me, you'll see. It will all become really clear. <laughs> and so now the eyes are closed, if you want. And we're just checking out reality here for a moment. Can you feel the body sitting where it is? Can you feel the breath? Is it possible to feel hands where they're resting? And the points of contact with the chair or floor or cushion? And maybe opening up to uh, hearing, conscious of hearing. And from the bell to the bell, about a minute and a half, the first person using just enough voice to reach the other person they Mm -hmm. are in in team with to be heard, uh, describing moment to moment what is experienced at the sense doors. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.